And hello, everybody, and welcome to Member Spotlight, the monthly radio show and podcast of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. I'm Mike Salmon, and we're broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And this is another special episode of Member Spotlight as we celebrate the Regional Impact Awards that are handed out every year by the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. And we have we have three winners here in the studio and a presenting sponsor, which is Renaissance Bank. But the winners are the City of Lawrenceville, M3 and Bowplan. And our guest today from M3 is Alan Reed. He's the president and partner of the company. Frank O'Reil with Bowplan USA is the president of the company. And Lisa Sherman, who is the chief communications officer of the city of Lawrenceville. They are the three winners. And Chris Braun, the senior VP of commercial banking and commercial banking executive with Renaissance Bank is here in the studio as well. So we've got a lot of folks to talk to. We'll get right to it. And we're going to start with Alan Reed with M3. Alan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here. Tell us all about M3. What does your company do? Um, basically, we simplify technology for hotels. and uh, We work with them through uh, back office accounting. We provide accounting software, payroll tools, business intelligent tools, and we do that for about 6,000 uh, hotels throughout the United States and across the pond over in Europe and up in Canada, and we're even down in South America. So uh, we start off as a cloud-based accounting system back in the late 90s, and uh, we've been uh, doing it ever since. Wow, a lot of great growth there. Talk about your company's culture and what it's like to be at M3. Well, our culture is uh, is based on our employees. Our employees are our greatest strength. Yep. So I'm um, always trying to uh, do something better with them because I know if I take care of my employees, my employees are going to take care of my customers. Uh, we're in the hospitality industry, so hospitality is all about the culture of the company. Um, and, and if you ask any one of my employees, they'll all tell you the same thing. Our culture is do the right thing. Um, when all else fails, just make sure you do the right thing, whether it costs you a lot of money to do that or it's just as easy as saying, hello, thank you, glad I could help you. Um, that, that is basically our culture is, is taking care of our customers. you got a great culture, great values, of course. But how do you continue to, to, to have those great values as you grow? Because there's a little bit of a balancing act there. It, it is, it's not uh, an easy thing, but it's a deliberate task. Um, about two years ago, um, uh, my partner John McKibben he said he said Alan you're losing some of your culture as we grow so we went out and we hired an employee ambassador I call her the ambassador of fun um, but she organizes all the events at the company whether it's volunteer work or if we're going to the um, to a park to put out mulch or if we're going down to Eagle Ranch to help them um, if we're doing something with our interns um, Jessica Walker she takes uh -huh. care of all that she makes sure we have appropriate employee celebrations on all of our events um, interviews uh, different groups sets up different professional groups and things like that but she uh, instills the culture and makes sure that it's, it's alive and well I love that Alan you guys created a position to make sure you you stuck with your values correct I went I googled for that position I couldn't find it I mean I literally <laughs> cannot find it because I said okay what is an employee ambassador going to do what will be her job and we had to make it up on the fly and said okay Jessica this is what we want you to do first and foremost make sure the employees understand what our culture is and and, and for you to go out and implement that and keep up with it now you're based in Lawrenceville now right Alan that is correct but that wasn't always the case no we were originally uh, up in Gainesville Georgia great uh, city um, uh, our company was founded up there from uh, McKibben Hotel Group and we grew out of that and McKibben Hotel Group was up there they had moved down to Tampa so there really wasn't anything up there but um, we started in Gainesville and we moved to uh, Gwinnett because we needed a more diverse uh, and uh, 
employee base. Um, we had pretty much tapped out all the um, people up there that we could get. So we decided to look around Atlanta, what would be the best place to come. And Gwinnett just seemed a natural um, location. Uh, it's with all the education, the tech hubs that are here in Gwinnett. That's the reason we moved down here. We're talking with Alan Reed, the president and a partner with M3. You guys are continuing to grow. What do you see down the line five years from now? What's the future look like for M3? Um, great question. When, when we first uh, moved in this building, which was right about 18 months ago, uh, I set it up and configured it for about 250, almost 300 people. We only had 120 employees. I signed a 10-year lease. I'm all, already over 200 employees. <laughs> um, so my 10-year lease is not going to work for me, but we'll figure that out. That's, that's not a problem. But we just continue to grow. We, um, I've ne in the history of the company, I have never had a month that didn't outperform the previous month. I mean, we are a growth company. And so my business model scales very well as I include, uh, get new customers. We just add more employees. And so um, this, is, this is June, and we've already uh, hired over 30 people this year. It's a nice problem to have. It, it's a, it, it is and it isn't. It's a nice problem to have in the growth, but um, that was the reason we moved to Gwinnett because it's, it's so much easier to hire well-qualified people here in Gwinnett, um, and, and people seem to flock to the Gwinnett area um, for, the, for the tech industry, and it's, it's worked very well with us. Well, you guys are the uh, Regional Impact uh, Award winners in the IT category, and let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, first of all, regarding the awards designed to be reflective of Gwinnett and the Metro Atlanta area, the Gwinnett Chambers Impact Regional Business Awards recognize leading organizations in top industries that are driving economic development and job creation while enhancing the quality of life. This event is truly one of a kind. It brings together leaders from all different sectors, higher education, healthcare, hospitality, IT, international business, nonprofit, uh, service, and small business industries. And this year was the fifth year of the awards, and there were over 500 in attendance at the awards luncheon. So when you found out, Alan, that M3 was the winner in the uh, the IT division, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, you think, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here, and they're naming off the award winners, and they start naming off, you know, they, they, they start off with our tagline, this company does something with hotels. And we were like, I looked around the table. I was like, man, this is really, really cool. I mean, I, it, last year we were runner-up, and we, we, we came to the event, and we didn't win. And I, I like to win in everything that I do. And we were like, well, okay, we'll go ahead and attend this year. But when we won, I mean, it was truly – it was like, you know, I won a football game or something like that. I mean, it was that, that type of feeling. I, it, was, it, was, um, it was very nice. To you, you talk about the culture and the values. and the, yeah. at the I'm sure something like this, like, it just lifted everybody up. Oh, absolutely. We, we've already broadcasted. We told our employees, hey, we're, you know, we're finalists for the Impact Awards. We're going to the banquet. Um, we'll let you know. And as soon as we got back, everybody already knew because my social media marketing <laughs> people were there. They were, they were um, posting and, and uh, broadcasting everybody that we had won, like, within, like, 10 seconds, you know. So I looked at my phone. My phone's blowing up. You know, to, on the company internal email and for our social media. So when I got back, everybody was like, "Yeah, we won." And then we had a big celebration. You know, we're we're big into celebration, so we we celebrated with all the employees at a big party. Had a food truck come in. Um, awesome. You know, and just did did a big celebration for. Them. All right, so the bar has been set. So we know this interview is going to be going viral all over your social media. Yes. For those that would like to find out more about M3, where can they get that information? Um, you can go to our website. It's www.m3as.com, and you can click on the About button, and it'll tell you all about it. If you're looking for a career, a great place to work, 
click on our careers page and it has all our job openings at any given time we'll have 10 to 15 job openings which we have right now as well oh well i'll send, I'll send some people your way then fantastic alan thank you for joining us and congratulations once again thank you it's my pleasure alan reed with uh, m3 here on member spotlight on business radio x our next guest is uh, frank o'real with Boplan usa and Boplan was the winner of the international award for the Impact Awards. And uh, Frank, uh, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us all about Boplan USA, and what does your company do? Uh, well, if, first I can say, Alan, you weren't joking when you said it, would, it was going to be hard to follow you, so <laughs> tough fact to follow. Alan was but, good, uh, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> he was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Boplan uh, is a manufacturer of guardrails uh, f to protect people and infrastructure in industrial environments where forklift trucks are driving around. So if you imagine forklift trucks driving around, you always see these yellow barriers protecting the walls, protecting the people, and they're typically done in steel, which means when forklift trucks hit these things, uh, they basically damage the guardrails, they damage the concrete that they're bolted onto, they have to be repainted, they have to, you know, it's just one big mess. People love to hate guardrails. Uh, it's one thing that they need, but it's something that they all hate. Um, and we brought a new product to market uh, quite a long time ago in Europe uh, that, is a, uh, an, uh, that uses an alternative uh, material, so it makes it flexible. Uh, it's basically polymer guardrails, which means now the forklift trucks hit these guardrails and the guardrails flex. Uh, so that they can absorb that impact and return back into their original shape without any of the damage that typically is associated with steel. That's neat stuff because you always see things like that, but you don't ever really think about it. And, and, and then exactly. go, you know, company, somebody has to build that. So talk, talk about how the company got started overseas. Um, it, it got started way back in 1999 by a person called Xavier Ramon, who's uh, still our owner today and the president of the company. And um, he basically started by uh, buying and by being a, a, a trading agent for uh, the pallets, the, the polymer pallets that you can buy on the uh, open market. Uh, he bought them in bulk and resold them to smaller companies that needed them. So he really started with dealing in the base material that is now used in our product. Uh, and so somewhere in 99 or 2000, uh, the first product that we made was actually a gate for fall protection application. It's what they call a safety gate in polymer which gave him an exposure to the industrial market. And uh, from there, um, uh, I guess the next step was actually the, the, the uh, distribution of a, a barrier from the U.S. into Europe that already had some polymer on it. And from there, he kind of took the story further and created a fully polymer barrier for the industrial marketplace. The guardrails, is, is how much of the, your business is, is the guardrails? Is it your... You it's 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 almost all of the almost business. All almost of it now. yeah. Yeah. So it's it's guardrails, but it's it's protection material for um, for so for protecting people, uh, uh, machines, uh, walls, and things like that. But it's also protecting columns. So we have column protectors, we have rack protection devices, uh, we have gates and things like that. They all fall under that same you know barrier uh, safety products uh, umbrella. So so you pretty much Frank do one thing and you do it really really well. So you. This is where I make my joke. You stay in your lane. You yeah, we you, try you, to. You, you don't, maybe you don't need a guardrail because you stay in your lane. That's a lame attempt at a joke <laughs> there. Um, but um, so Boplan's been around for a while now, since 1999, you said. Yeah. Where do you go from here? You continue to do this great product and so forth, but are you looking at maybe doing some other things? We're looking at world domination at this point. There you uh, go. I like it. So Alan would appreciate that. I know that. <laughs> So no, we uh, uh, so so we started in '99 in Europe, and 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 we've really become the market leader uh, in Europe and pretty much worldwide. We started here in the United States only in 2014, so this is just our sixth year of business in the United States. So we 
it took us a couple of years to, to introduce the product to the market here in the US. People never heard of alternative barriers. So if you've done something 50, 60 years the same way, you don't just sit there and wait for someone to come up with something alternative. So it took us a couple of years to introduce it to market, but now it really, for the past couple of years, it's it's really took off exponentially. And, and, and so we're growing very, very fast. So what do we want to be? We want to be, uh, we, we just want to be the reference in industrial safety in the US. It's it's that simple. We want to be the, the company that offers the very best uh, products, but at the same time also offer the very best services. So we have salespeople all around the country uh, that visit uh, you know that that visit hundreds and hundreds of facilities. I made the calculation. I think we visit as a company about 2,000 industrial facilities nationwide, and that includes car manufacturers, logistical centers, resellers, um, logistical companies, a little bit of everything. And by visiting that many companies and solving that many safety problems, it really gives us a, a tremendous amount of know-how as to how to solve safety issues. So we want to be the reference in the market that uh, offers the uh, exceptional and the best products on the market to solve uh, these problems and also offer the, the service to go along with that. Well, I think it's that thinking that got you this award, the International Award for the Impact Regional Business Awards, when you found out you guys were the winner. Uh, what were you thinking? It was awesome. <laughs> we uh, this was really our a very we, we only joined the, I think the chamber uh, a short while ago, so we don't have that much exposure to the chamber. We we haven't used it the, the network as much. Uh, we've been a small company really that focused so much on our business that we didn't focus on being involved too much in in our business community, and uh, and so when we when we went there, we really didn't expect to win at all. Uh, we didn't even consider it. So much like Alan, when, when they started reading off the description or when they started describing the company, we all looked at each other and were like, you know, that's wow, us. this is really awesome. This is really awesome. Now, we didn't have a food truck coming to our company to celebrate, <laughs> which now makes me look bad towards my employees. But uh, but we did <laughs> definitely celebrate. We had some champagne and things like that. And of course, uh, joined the news with our European headquarters and things like that. So it, it, it was it was fun. It was a good feeling. Well, if M3 wins again next year, then we all know where the party is going to be after the award ceremony. Uh, for those that would like to find out more about Boatplan and look into your products and services, where can they get that information? Definitely Boatplan.com. Uh, so our website has all our products in there. Um, it, it, we have a chat box on our website that, that uh, people can chat with our operators. We have a form or simply call our company. Uh, I'm not sure if I can give the phone number out. Absolutely. But, uh, call the company at 678-890-5906. Great. And one last uh, hurrah for the Gwinnett Chamber. Obviously, you joined, not sure what to expect. I guess it's been a very good investment for you. That, that by itself is de was definitely worth it, but uh, we've already been in contacts. We're, we're going to do more with the Chambers. We're going to go to more events and be a little bit more involved in, uh, than we have so far. So we're looking forward to it. Great. Frank, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Frank O'Reil with the Bow Plan joining us here on the Gwinnett Chamber Show Member Spotlight. Our next winner comes to us from the city of Lawrenceville, down at the end of the table. Hello there, Lisa. How are you? Hello. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Congratulations. You're the Chief Communications Officer for the wonderful city of Lawrenceville, and you guys won the hospitality Award. We did. We did win the hospitality award. That Very was exciting. pretty cool. So we're, we're, we're going to talk about that in a second, but for those that don't know anything about Lawrenceville. First of all, shame on them. Exactly. Shame on them. Absolutely. Because they should know everything about Because you're doing a great job getting the word out. <laughs> Tell us about Lawrence. What makes Lawrenceville so unique? Um, Lawrenceville's unique factor really lies in the fact that it is the county seat of Gwinnett. And so uh, as goes the county, as uh, goes the city um, in all respects. So we uh, really work with our partners 
uh, in regional institutions like the Gwinnett Chamber to really make the most of everything that we do, building upon um, all of the strategies that we have in place at the city to really make uh, the city of Lawrenceville an asset for all of Gwinnett. And so um, we're very, very excited to uh, be the county seat. We're very proud of that fact. We have government operations, the hospital, the college, Gwinnett's only professional theater, the Aurora Theater, all within our city limits. And mm-hmm. so it makes uh, for a very fascinating and very opportunistic environment when C- you're building communities. A- and Lisa, the city's been around for a little <clears throat> while. You're about it to celebrate has. a big anniversary coming up. We are. So Gwinnett County celebrated its bicentennial in 1818. Uh, we are just three years shy of celebrating um, our bicentennial in 2021, I guess two years now. Um, December 15th, 2021, uh, Lawrenceville will turn 200 years old. So we are looking forward to that opportunity. That sounds like a big celebration. It is. You it is. Of course, it, we, we celebrate all the time in the city. We y- have several events. Um, that make us uh, the hospitality winner, obviously. And so we have a party all the time. Yeah, you're getting a reputation. You better look out. Uh, we don't mind that reputation at all. <laughs> are you going to have food par- uh, food trucks at the uh, Bicentennial? Uh, we will have food trucks at the Bicentennial. We'll have food trucks in downtown Lawrenceville <laughs> this weekend. Uh, so we're exciting. Let's talk about that. Talk about all this stuff going on there. Sure. Uh, so the city of Lawrenceville... Um, Uh, Really, when it boils down to it, um, its secret lies in leadership. You've got to have good leadership both in the the public sector from an elected position as well as in the staff uh, sector from from an execution position. Um, And we have a very unique blend of leadership and leaders in very key positions that know their roles. Uh, They know um, who it is that needs to set that policy, uh, who it is that is making those bold decisions, that's the elected body, and then who it is that needs to take to task uh, what the council sets forth and actually implement a vision and a plan, Uh, and that's staff's responsibility. And uh, we've got a great blend of both at the city that have helped us uh, garner about $250 million in all private investment in Lawrenceville in the last three years. Uh, We are building a 600 residential um, unit development in the heart of our downtown, walkable to our square, uh, to our train depot area, uh, and all of the the great and wonderful spaces that uh, make Lawrenceville unique and vibrant. Uh, We also have a smaller 58 unit residential development and about uh, 15,000 to 20,000 square feet of retail and office space that's also coming online to complement our downtown area. So we're very, very yeah. excited about what's happening. It's transformative. It's amazing stuff. By the way, you mentioned how your leaders kind of know all the roles, so they, they stay in their lane. But they it, do. But, but if they don't and you need guardrails, I know a person that... <laughs> We will we will gladly take you up on that if we ever okay. need that. Okay. <laughs> I may need that in the coming weeks, but no, no, no I'm kidding. Um, okay, so you guys end up winning the hospitality award. Yes. Did did did, did you kind of have an idea that you might win beforehand, or did you find out like these guys here? It's like we're sitting there. It's like wait a minute, they're describing our city. This is very yes. So uh, it's always a surprise uh, when you win, um, when you approach things from a standpoint of just doing your job because you're passionate about it, right? Um, And so uh, our department, my department specifically, is responsible for marketing and events and programs and community engagement, all of the things that really drive hospitality when it comes down to it. Uh, With the the sense of place that you're creating in a community, um, bringing people together is very essential to attracting all of the development and all of the the investment that comes as a result of that. And uh, our, our event team, our marketing team, they love what they do. I love what I do. 
And so it's very easy to do it very well when you're passionate about what you do. So anytime you are nominated for an award or winning an award, it's always going to be surprising and it's always going to be welcome and it's always going to be humbling. Um, but I think it always takes you by surprise a little bit when you, you just love what you do so much that you're just doing it for, right. for the sheer joy that comes out of, of being able to put smiles on people's faces and make them feel proud of where they live and where they've invested in raising families and, and being um, c- creating a lifestyle for themselves. So Some people might say, why would a city join a chamber? But uh, obviously it's, it's, you've had some great benefits with your membership. Well, I used to work for the chamber, so there was no option for the city of Morrisville. <laughs> <laughs> Strong, strong they were gonna. They were yes, exactly. They were gonna join. No, they were already um, a member. Uh, we have 16 cities in Gwinnett, and all of them are very strategically engaged with uh, the Gwinnett Chamber. Um, the chamber has an enormous resource uh, when it comes to you. You talk about community engagement. That's the center of it all. Uh, when it boils down to it, um, the movers, the shakers, the leadership. Uh, I talked about leadership a little bit ago. Um, that same type of leadership. Um, and the unique factors that come together to make up the board and the staff over at the chamber. Um, it's unprecedented how you're able to do that in such a large community and the chamber has been able to do that for Gwinnett very well and for very many years. And so um, being a part of an organization that only serves to help you meet the vision and objectives and goals of your local organization or your local community, it's a no-brainer. It makes all the sense in the world. Well, congratulations Thank on you. the award. I wish you could find a little passion for your job. I'm just, <laughs> boy, I'm just not seeing anything right You're here. You're not seeing it not at, at all. At all. No. <laughs> uh, Chief Communications Officer Lisa Sherman joining us. For those that would like to find out more about your great city, where can they get that information? Sure. So our website is um, pretty big and pretty involved. Um, and we are looking at trying to streamline that a little bit. It is lawrencevillega.org. Uh, but really, if you want to know uh, what events are happening, what's uh, taking place next in the city of Lawrenceville, our simple Southernality Festival is taking place on Saturday, June 8th. Uh, our local craft brewery, Slowpore Brewing Company, uh, will host it along with the city of Lawrenceville. Food trucks, um, local establishments, a thousand horses, if you're a country music fan, will be taking the stage. So come down on June 8th at 4 p.m. in our train depot. Uh, area and definitely follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, even Snapchat. We've got a few little uh, things that happen out there on occasion where you can get more information, but we're really active on social media. Wonderful. And for anyone who misses, you know, might listen to the show after that event, just go to the website and all your events are listed there. Go to the website or go to our Facebook page and you will find all of our events listed there. Wonderful. Lisa, thanks for joining us and congratulations once again. Thank you so much. Lisa Sherman with the city of Lawrenceville. Wow. Well, Chris, Chris Braun, Renaissance Bank, SVP and a commercial banking executive. Uh, Renaissance Bank was a presenting sponsor of the Impact Awards. And uh, man, it's, it's great to hear these stories of these three winners here yeah. on the show. They all did a great job, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tough acts to follow. Why, Renis? First of all, before I, I'll start, I'll start with the question. You know, this is what, how many years now have you? So this is our this is our second year. Se- a part of second the, year, and you obviously had success last year. Came back this year. Yeah. Why did you want to be a part of this? Yeah. So for uh, for Renaissance Bank, I think the uh, the Impact Awards uh, it brings together. We like to say we have four constituencies within the bank. We have our employees, our clients, our communities, and if we take care of those three, we take care of the fourth, and that's our shareholders. And I view this event as a opportunity to celebrate all all four of those and. Uh, 
you know, we had a number of our employees representing our 30 offices from North Georgia at the event. A number of our clients were uh, nominated and winners, and uh, it, it was really kind of um, meaningful for us to know that maybe as their financial partner, we played a small role in their success, and uh, and certainly an opportunity to celebrate the community. And as Lisa said, nobody does it like the chamber to bring the community together, the business community, the private sector together, all in one place to uh, to have a celebration and celebrate success. Well, I think that's what you know makes you guys stand out a little bit is because you do give back to the community so much. But uh, banking, of course, is a big business here. There's a lot of options. What is it about Renaissance Bank that makes you guys special? Why should people know more about Renaissance? Yeah, so uh, I- I'm excited to be a part of Renaissance because you know, as a $13 billion bank, I feel like we have the resources to have that scalability to service the small businesses as well as the large, larger corporations in our, uh, in our footprint. Um, you know, we're now at an asset size of $13 billion. And though we're headquartered in Tupelo, Mississippi, we still have local decision making. And, and that's a real powerful resource for us to service our clients. Talk about the products and the services that you guys offer for those that may not be familiar. Yeah, sure. So, that uh, you know that scalability is uh, is vital to a community bank to be able to reach out and service the the smaller customers as well as the larger corporations and the individuals that own them. Um, they're, they're important clients of the bank as well. So within that, we offer uh, certainly all your treasury management services, a variety of loan op- uh, options for both business and commercial, uh, a lot of specialty lines, healthcare lending, uh, asset-based lending. Uh, we offer equipment leasing, uh, finance programs. And then your uh, your total array of personal banking needs, including wealth management. It sounds like you get the best of both worlds because you're you're such a big bank that you have all these offerings, but you still have that small town feel and and service. Right. So, I think that you know, as a community bank, um, you know, we're all trying to out big the bigs and out small the smalls. <laughs> and I think Renaissance has really captured that target where we can truly do that. And I think we do that by hiring uh, really talented uh, individuals. I, I'm, I'm fortunate to work with a, uh, a extremely talented uh, number of teammates that, uh, that that put their clients first and they know how to take care of them. I got to admit, there's a little soft spot in my heart now for Renaissance Bank because one of our Business Radio X studios actually moved into the one of your, uh, what, Alpharetta locations. They are. They're in our uh, location over off Windward. Yeah, so we got, a, we, got a, we got a studio in one of your locations, which is really, really cool. Um, but um, Atlanta overall is, is a very important market, I know, for Renaissance. Yeah, and of course I'm biased, right? So I, uh, I live here and I work here, and uh, uh, so I am biased. But, uh, you know, even though we're in five southeastern states, we're in Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and, and Florida, and we have strategic metropolitan locations with the, within all those states, within our footprint, uh, to me, uh, you know, Atlanta is the capital of the South, and I think, that, uh, I think that the importance that Atlanta is to the overall bank is shown in the numbers, even though we're uh, – 115-year-old bank, so not quite as old as the city of Lawrenceville, but still uh, uh, a very uh, established institution. Uh, We've been in Georgia since 2011, and in that relatively short period of time compared to the entire bank's history, we've grown to be a third of the entire bank in terms of total assets. Um, So, And that's largely driven by Metro Atlanta. So I think just proven by the numbers, uh, Atlanta is a very, uh, very important uh, overall uh, market to the bank. 
Well, we wanted to have you back again this year, Krista, to thank you for your partnership with the Chamber and, and in partnership with the Impact Awards. Obviously, you guys do a lot of other things with the Chamber as well, so I know this membership has served you well. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we're we very proud of our investment in the Gwinnett Chamber. Uh, like I said, nobody does it like Gwinnett in, in bringing all those constituencies together, the, the private sector, the, the public sector, small businesses, larger corporations, and you know, for us, it's a place to collaborate and, and also connect. And I think uh, the more, uh, the, the, the healthier the quality of life it is in our communities, the, uh, the more vibrant the economic development is, the more successful everybody is. And, and you know, it's in our interest, and uh, we're, we're proud of our partnership with the Chamber. Great. Well, thank you for joining us today. Congratulations again for your, your partnership with the, uh, the Chamber and the Impact Awards. For those that would like to find out more about Renaissance Bank, where can they get that information? So I'd welcome you to visit our website, which is uh, renaissancebank.com. Uh, I'd also welcome you to go to our, uh, our LinkedIn page. A number of our employees have uh, their own personal sites. And certainly you're welcome to stop in any one of our uh, uh, 30 offices if you want to do the old-fashioned way and uh, see us face-to-face. Absolutely. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. Chris Braun with Renaissance Bank here on Member Spotlight. And my thanks to Chris. Also want to thank our winners for joining us today. Lisa Sherman with the City of Lawrenceville, Frank O'Reill with Bowplan USA, and Alan Reed with M3 here on the show. A quick reminder, you can listen to this episode anytime you want, 24-7, seven days of the week, twice on Sunday, anytime you want, by going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Member Spotlight. You'll see this episode and over five years of Member uh, Spotlight episodes uh, here on that website. So, want to thank again all our listeners. I want to thank uh, our guest and, of course, Trey for producing the show. I'm Mike, and we will see you next time on the Gwinnett Chamber Show Member Spotlight. (laughs) 